This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 230. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so happy that you are here with me. I have something a little different this week that I'm going to get into in just a moment. Hey, if you like these solo episodes, I am going to try to do more of them. I know I have like an influx of guests and I am really excited. I'm I'm becoming, I'm trying to be like more picky about my guests. Not that I was just willy nilly about it before, but I have a lot of people that pitch to be on the show and I can't take everyone, but I am being really picky about who I bring on. I want to bring on the best guests for y'all. And of course, people I want to talk to, but the best guests for you. And I'm going to try to do more solo episodes. But if you do like the solo episodes, most Thursdays, I can't say every Thursday because I think I'm going to take a break in the summer to try to spend more time with my family. But most Thursdays at noon, Eastern time. That's nine o'clock Pacific. I am live on Facebook and Instagram doing a short personal development lesson. I typically take a chapter a week from my first book, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life. And I think we're currently on chapter 31 or 32-ish. And coming up, actually, I know very few of you actually listen to the podcast the day it comes out. This week, it's a different day because... Tomorrow, Thursday, I'm going on a field trip. I'm chaperoning a field trip with a bunch of second graders. That's going to be super fun. But I am going to do something on the inner critic today, this afternoon. You probably got an email about it if you are on, if you're an email subscriber. But next Thursday, I'm going to be back at the regular time talking about shit that matters. So join me over there if you can. If you miss it on Instagram, it only sticks around for 24 hours, I think. You can jump on over to Your Kick-Ass Life Facebook page and see it there. It also gets put over on my YouTube channel. Same handle, Your Kick-Ass Life. All right, so this week, and I've been looking forward to this episode for months. I wanted to do, it started out where I was just going to do an episode of books that I recommend, and I'll probably do another episode maybe later in the year where I talk just about different books on different personal development topics that I recommend quite a bit. But then it turned into a favorite things episode. And I thought, well, because they're things, tangible things, I want to be able to show the things. So how about if I do both regular podcast audio and video. And so I was trying to make the most of my time. Another brilliant idea I had, let's record both at the same time. So I had both GarageBand and iMovie open, fingers crossed that it was going to work. And I recorded this whole episode and it kind of went off without a hitch. So I thought. (laughs) So I went back to do some minor edits before I sent it over to Darlene, who is our fantastic podcast producer over here at YKAL. And the podcast audio portion, which you're about to listen to, turned out fine. 
totally fine. The video, however, it was a complete audio fail. So the video is fine. You want to know what happened? (laughs) This is where I make mistakes, y'all. I don't double check things and I should. My headphones were plugged in in the back of my computer and I didn't see it because the the majority of the headphone thing had fallen back behind my desk. So as I was talking, it wasn't picking up, the video wasn't picking up my mic. It was picking up my headphone mic from, so it's anyway, the whole video sounds like, you know, like when you hold a glass up to a wall, trying to hear a conversation next door, that's what it sounded like. And I'm like, this is not, I cannot put this out on YouTube or for people to watch. So when you listen to the audio, oh man, I'm like, Darlene, should I just like re-record the whole thing? And she said, no, it's fine. And I I know y'all don't expect perfection over here, but this particular audio, you might be able to tell that it's been edited somewhat. And there might be parts where I'm like, you know, you can, can you see this? And you, and you can't because there's no video. So there is pictures though. There are pictures. I should use the correct words there. There are pictures of some of the things that I'm talking about, of my favorite things that are in the show notes. So I highly encourage you to go over to yourkickasslife.com slash 230 and check out the pictures. And also... The cool thing too is we've created an an easy link for you guys to go to if you are interested in looking at any of the books that I recommend. So from here on out, any guest who's been on the podcast whose book I recommend is on this page. It's yourkickasslife.com slash Amazon. And again, I mentioned this in the audio, those are affiliate links. They're not more expensive for you, but I think I make two and a half cents or something like that every time you buy a book for my affiliate link. So if you, you know, are feeling generous, (laughs) I thank you very much. And one last thing before I get started. So as of today, when I'm I'm recording this a week, one exact week before this episode is actually going to come out. But as of today, we have one spot open for the September Daring Way Retreat. If you have to have it, if it's still available, go over to yourkickasslife.com slash daring dash retreat. And if it is still available, you'll see the info page and have the ability to sign up. If it's not, it'll just be a page that allows you to get on the waiting list. So again, I just wanted to make sure I threw that out there. If you do get on the waiting list, you'll be first to be notified when I offer another one in early 2019. All right. So that's all I have for you. I am excited to tell you all about my favorite things. This might become a regular thing, but probably not. (laughs) Books, yes. But anyway, without further ado, here's the episode. Here are my favorite things. So the first thing... (laughs) It is my favorite things are my Golden Girls coasters. And you guys, if you're listening to this on audio and you're not on video, you have got to go and at least click the link that shows so you can go to Etsy. It's this it's this woman's amazing shop. She makes coasters. And I mean, look, okay. And I and I put them out on my desk depending on like who I want to channel. So like, is it Sophia? Is it Rose? Is it uh, Dorothy? (laughs) It just really depends on my mood. And there's all four of the Golden Girls, Blanche included, of course. And I love them. Last I looked on the Etsy shop, she said she only had one set left. So if you have to have them, go now because it's probably going to be gone. The next thing up 
in my favorite things, moving, that was like my only miscellaneous item. Next, we're going to do health and beauty. And you guys, I am not a beauty blogger. <laughs> I am not. Like I just, I'm not, but there are some things that I get asked about. And so I figured I would just tell you about those. There's only, there's only a few of them. Okay. Let me get my list. Uh, the first thing that I get asked about the most is my hair. So if you didn't know, I had seven inches cut off of this mop of head a couple of weeks ago. I had been thinking about it for 18 months. I'd been thinking about it since my dad died and I was too afraid to pull the trigger. If anyone out there can relate. I've I've had long hair my whole life. I've had very few times where I've cut it off. Some of it has been, sometimes it's been traumatic because I just didn't really like the haircut and maybe I just wasn't ready. And other times it's been great. Like this one, I, my only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. It was so heavy and yeah, seven inches gone. And what I get asked the most, my beachy waves and sometimes curls, it's a curling wand. And I have used so many different curling irons and I have used, of course, flat irons and I've used three different curling wands. This one has been my favorite. So it's by a company called, it's Numi, I think is how you pronounce it. Anytime I actually do my hair, I use this. I get comments all the time on it. You know, people, I had one woman chase me down in Target all out of breath asking me how I do it. It comes in different sizes. This one right here that I use is the 25 millimeter. And it's the biggest one, I think. And it comes in, you can see, uh, if, you, and if you're familiar with curling wands, you'll see that there's, there's different kinds. And it comes with like a handy dandy glove because you don't actually clamp it on like a curling iron. And, and what it does is it creates more of like a, a wavy look than a, than a tighter curl, obviously depending on what size. But that's one of the favorite things that I use. Um, the other thing for hair is Lush's sea spray, sea salt spray. I have used, I'm sorry, it's called Sea Spray Hair Mist by Lush. And I've tried several sea sprays. I guess they call it that because like to try to get like the beachy wave look. It's like, y'all know I'm not like spending my days at the beach. But anyway, it's it's a it's a it's a pretty look. And I've tried a couple of others. One was a very expensive name brand that shall call, that shall go unnamed. And I was so disappointed. And I'm like, I just spent this much money on spray that has probably just has like salt and some hairspray in it and it didn't work. It was total shit. But I love this, their brand. I have other products from them that I really like. The spray is amazing and I just, and I feel like it, um, I don't think I have any in right now, but I, I use it. I have naturally wavy hair. Uh, I use it when I don't want to straighten my hair, which is most days and just spray it in and scrunch and I'm good to go. Um, the other thing I use most days, I don't put makeup on every single day, but if I'm going to see clients, if I'm going to, you know, go talk to other humans, I do put a little bit of makeup on. And one of the things I've used for years is uh, Matt Cosmetics uh, Studio Fix. And I use the powder because I guess there's, there's the liquid foundation, I think. <laughs> I use the powder and I just put it on with a brush. And the link that's in the show notes it's, it, I think it only, it directly takes you to my color, which of course you're going to have to find your own color and it's best to actually go in and be, you know, color tested for it or whatever they do, but <laughs> tell you what color is yours. The reason I like it is because it goes on really light. It's super easy to put on and it just sort of like evens out your skin tone and voila, you're done. Super easy, super easy. And okay, let's see. What is the next thing on my list? 
super random, but some one of my favorite things that I use all the time, every day, is the bralette. And I'm not speaking of any specific bralette. I have a couple that I like that I'll tell you about. But and and for context, for reference, I guess. My boobs aren't that big. I mean, they're kind of like regular size. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of on the smaller side. I think I'm a B cup at this point. I've I've gone all the way up to a D when I was I was nursing my children, but for the most part, I'm a B cup. I'm also really wide rib caged. So, I'm like an inverted or upside down triangle, I guess. I have broad shoulders and a broad rib cage. So, I was I was talking about on on Facebook the other day. I was asking people to recommend a good sports bra that zips or clasps because I've had seriously like near-death experiences trying to get out of a sweaty sports bra. Do you feel me out there? We're like literally stuck. Like I am stuck. I don't know how I'm going to get out of the situation <laughs> when you're home by yourself. Yikes. So anyway, I did get some good recommendations on that. I have not tried any. The problem is, is that bras, I mean, I'll get like a, even a 36 and sometimes that's still too tight. I have been fitted for bras, go home, still don't feel like they fit. And because I'm not doing anything during the day that requires a lot of support, the bralette is amazing. I have two links in the show notes that are my favorites. One is from Free People and the other is from... I totally forgot. I think I just got it at Express. Yeah, it's from Express. But my two favorites are the ones that I have linked to in the show notes. I love them. I Now when I put on a bra, I feel like someone has tied me up with a lasso and I cannot break free. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to die. So that is that as far as health and beauty. I guess we're still on that topic. All right, let's talk about lotion. I feel like such a grandma saying this. I use gold bond. <laughs> hand cream. I have really dry skin and I can't stand it when my hands feel really dry. I wash my hands approximately 7,000 times a day just because I have children and things are dirty and I have a dog and, and I like to have clean hands, obviously. And it's for sanitation reasons. So gold bond, I've tried so many hand creams. I think I have pretty much tried them all. I love that it is really thick, but not greasy unless you use too much, which I have done that and it gets a little bit greasy and it's just, it's just because you have too much. And also it will last through a hand washing. I don't know if they claim, there are some lotions out there that claim that they last through hand washings and I don't believe that to be true. So yeah, let me, let me read the back here. Oh yeah, yeah, it says even after you wash your hands. Positive ions keep moisture attached to the skin so that you can feel it working even after you wash your hands. So it is my absolute favorite. I have several, what is this, a tube? I guess it's a tube of it all over the house in my purse. I absolutely love it. I will say this real quick about the the bigger size with the pump. Can't get the rest of it out of the bottom. And even if you flip it over to try to get it out, doesn't, it's that thick, like it doesn't come out. So you have to like, you know, anyway, you have to be creative to get it out. That is not my favorite. So I just, I just use this size. I, I'm kind of at this place in the episode where I'm like, people are turning it off. <laughs> this, this needs to be more entertaining. <laughs> I hope you're staying with me because I'm about to get to apps that I use on the regular, as well as my absolute favorite books. And they're all self-help books, you guys. So stick around Give me a few minutes and I will get there. Okay, so I for the, for the record, I am not a techie person. There are probably apps on here where you guys are going to be like, 
Um, there's actually a better one for that out there. I have a feeling I'm going to get those emails and thank you, but <laughs> these are the ones <laughs> that I use. The first one is Audible. Audible is great for audiobooks. I don't think I need to say anything more than that. I subscribe and I actually I actually listen to most self-help on on audiobook and I read fiction. I I actually also read memoirs. I check a lot of books out from the library. I sort of had to like ban myself from books because I was I'm I'm not typically somebody who likes to read books more than once unless it's a self-help book and I'm going back for reference. And I'm going to get to that in a minute because there is a book that I've, I've listened to over and over again. But I, I, I'm i like, why do I have these books? You know, I'm like, I'm either giving them to the Goodwill or giving them away, which is nice. Like, I do give a lot of books away. But I started checking them out from the library and that was that was great. But I love Audible for self-help. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. And, and you decide. So there are some people who are like, I can't do self-help unless I read it. There are some self-help books that I think are so great that I've done both the audio and had it in hard copy so I can do notes and, and things like that. The next app that I love is Goodreads. It is, how do I even describe this? The cool thing about it is that it syncs, so many cool things. It syncs with, I think, just Facebook. So you can kind of like become friends with the, your friends that are on Facebook, but it's not a social media platform. So it's a, what I use it for is to organize books. It's to organize the books that you have read already. And also if you want to write a review. And the thing I like about that part is that you can see the reviews of your friends. So you can, you know, if I want to read the book, Daring Greatly, and yet I put it on my Goodreads thing and I'm like, oh, you know, five of my friends have already read it. What did they think of it? And they they left a rating or review. So it's, that's kind of neat too. And I just like that you can organize it, especially based on the books that you want to read. So it's a place where like I store all of the books that I want to read. And then when I go to the library, I just flip through that and see if they have those books on the shelves and do it that way. And also, it's also saved me from reading the same book more than once because... <laughs> somebody will recommend a book and then I'm like, oh yeah. And then I go to put it on my want to read shelf and I'm like, oh, I already read that. Must not have been that good if I don't remember reading it. But I just, I love it for organizing what I've read, what I want to read, what my friends have read. It's just, I love it, love it, love it. The next app that I use on the daily, probably too much a day is Voxer. So, and you guys, all of these links to these apps, if you're having trouble finding them or if you didn't hear me, are all in the show notes, episode 230. Voxer has changed the way I communicate with everyone. Really, it's a walkie-talkie app that you can actually hear people's messages in real time if you want or listen to them later. You can also text, send short videos, GIFs, pictures. I love it so much. And my clients are even on it. My private clients are on it. That's how we communicate in between sessions. I talk to my friends and colleagues all the time on Voxer. You can do group chats. I love it, love it, love it. Be careful. It has the ability to take over your life. Fair warning, (laughs) but it's seriously my favorite and it's free. I have the upgraded version. I think I paid I don't think I pay monthly. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look into it, but it it was like $2.99 or something. And it gives you like some extra features that I I just like to have, but they're totally not necessary. So for the most part, it's free. The next app is the podcast app. Duh. I don't even think I need to say anything about it because you're probably listening to this podcast on your podcast app. But if you guys don't know, if you maybe listen to podcasts from someone's website or anything like that, it's a great app to have. I know it looks different if you're on an Android or iPhone. And FYI, 
Another another app that I use a lot that's not on this list, but is Spotify because you can create playlists and things like that. My podcast is on Spotify too. So just FYI. Uh, the next app that I use all the time that a lot of people still don't know about is Venmo. So Venmo is a company that is actually owned by PayPal, but it, it's, and it's a way to send and receive money, but there's no fees. Hello, that's amazing. So if you own a business, I definitely recommend asking your CPA about it because... I don't want you to get in trouble because like PayPal is definitely for business, but Venmo, um, you know, who told me about it is our babysitter. She's in college and she's like, do you bank online? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all you have to do is download the app and it'll automatically sync. You know, I think you have to have the app, your banking app on your phone already. And it automatically syncs. It's so easy. You guys, I use it a fair amount to exchange money with people when it's not a business, when it's more of a personal transaction. The next app I use all the time, this is for meditation, is the Insight Timer. I rec- if you've been any any of my classes, I think I've actually even recommended it here on the podcast. I love Insight Timer. The only downside to it is that if you sometimes feel overwhelmed with too many choices, with decision fatigue, you may want to use the Calm app instead for meditations. Insight Timer has so many different options. They It allows you to search, like if you want to specifically do a meditation around self-acceptance, you can find it there. Or if you only want to look at five-minute meditations, they're over there. And you can also bookmark which ones you like. That's what I do. I've bookmarked several that I really, really like and then just go back to those. That way, because you can spend more time looking for the right meditation than you actually are meditating. That's what I don't like about some of these you know, decision overload. That's one that I use all the time, as well as Yoga Glow. You guys have probably heard me talk about that on the podcast. They were a sponsor for a while. And actually, my code still works. And if you want two free weeks of Yoga Glow, you just go to yogaglow.com slash kickass, all one word. And basically, it's it's like what I just described with Insight Timer, tons of options in there. And it's yoga classes, yoga and med- they have meditations as well. They have kundalini yoga and pretty much any kind of yoga you could think of at any time length and interval, they have it over there on Yoga Glow. I use them regularly. I really, really love them as a site. So definitely check them out if you want to do some yoga and meditation at home. And the next one that I use a lot too is Yoga Studio. So Yoga Studio is, I honestly, for the life of me, cannot remember if it was free or not. And if it was not free, it was really inexpensive. But if you want to do yoga and you want minimal choices, (laughs) it's sort of like In-N-Out Burger. You know, like the menu is really small and they just get it done and they they do it well. And disclaimer, like I'm not a full-on yogi, I'm not an expert at yoga. I sometimes feel like yoga is just like really great stretching. So please don't think that it's like the end all be all. I've also heard Down Dog or is it Downward Dog is another app that's similar to to uh, to Yoga Studio, but I've never tried it. So somebody in one of my my programs recommended it. So anyway, those are what I use for when I am feeling like getting my yoga on. And let's see what's next totally kind of random, (laughs) switching gears into more logistics and productivity, G-Tasks Pro. If you use Google Calendar, which I know a lot of people do, I use G-Tasks Pro and I pretty much am borderline obsessed with, with it. I love it because it's super easy and it syncs with your Google Calendar. And the way that Google Calendar is set up, 
Anyway, I won't get into it because I, I love to talk about <laughs> productivity and being efficient. But G-Tasks Pro is basically just your task. It's a to-do list. It's a really simple to-do list. There are so many to-do lists out there, you guys. Pick the one that's right for you. I like to keep it simple. I don't like to have multiple to-do lists. It makes me crazy because then I spend more time organizing my to-do list than I do actually being productive. So I like to keep it really simple. And you can also drag and drop and move things around super easy. You can put reminders on it if you want to. I don't have any reminders. I always know when I have things to do. So that's kind of the techie apps that I use. So let's talk about books. There are so many, and I'm going to have to do another probably books that have changed my life episode because there are so many that I have, and I, I wanted to keep it short. I didn't want this episode to be 17 hours long. So of course I could not do the episode without talking about Brene Brown's books. Uh, As most of you know, I went to San Antonio in 2014 to be certified. Uh, She was leading the training with her senior faculty. It was life-changing experience, and I'm certified in what she calls the daring way. All of her books are amazing. She has five or six, I think six now. I thought it was just me was her very first book, which not a lot of people have read. I don't think that's uh, maybe one that people don't know about. That was her first book. I read that in 2010, and. It's a little clinical, so if people have not, if you haven't read any of her books, I actually recommend The Gifts of Imperfection first. It's a shorter read. It's it's the ten guideposts of wholehearted living, which she calls the ten guideposts, and it's a. I'm sure it will resonate if you like this podcast. I'm absolutely sure it will resonate. Then I would move into Daring Greatly, and this is actually based on the private work that I do with women and my retreats. This is the work that I'm certified in is based on this book. So those are just two of the six that I'm talking about today. Um, And again, all of these links are in the show notes. Codependent no more. So I went to grab this from my bookshelf this morning. I haven't opened this in a while. It's been a while, but I was, I was chuckling to myself. All of the highlights, you guys, somebody's codependent. (laughs) I read this book. This was like one of my very first like deeper self-help books that I read in, let's see, it must've been, it must've been 2001 or 2002. And my friend Linda gave it to me. (laughs) You know, it's bad when your coworkers are gifting you books like this, but I was chuckling to myself, especially on this page. So this is the chapter where she's sort of like going through all of the bullet points of here are some codependent symptoms. And in all honesty, I think everyone has codependent symptoms. I think we're all somewhere on the spectrum, some of us more than others. But I I had to laugh when I turned to this page on page 40, where there's a whole, it's about controlling. And I didn't even highlight the bullet points, y'all. I just highlighted the whole thing. I put a bracket around that whole section on controlling because all of those, I know me and I know that I read that and I was like, yep, 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 to all of this stars and highlights all around because that's what I've I've struggled with the most. I'm just looking at the ones that I highlighted and starred. Tolerate abuse to keep people loving them. You know what? I read this when I was with my ex-husband. So this was right before we got married. And that's pretty telling that I put a star by that one. Um, Believe other people are making them crazy. I have a highlight and star by that one. Yep. Take things personally. Try to catch people in acts of misbehavior. That was my full-time job. Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not married to him anymore. Apologize for bothering people. I put a star by that one. So I highly recommend this book. She also has 
workbooks that go along with it, which I also really recommend because you all know that I talk about doing the work, do the work. Um, let's see. Okay. And then what else do I have? Here's another one that I've recommended to people and they often come back and say, thank you for recommending that because that's me. And that's facing love addiction. I always say love addicts are codependent, but not necessarily are all codependents love addicts. Facing Love Addiction by Pia Melody, giving yourself the power to change the way you love. I was introduced to this when I was at the Meadows visiting someone who I was dating at the time. And I I was not there for my own rehab, which probably would have been been nice, but I was introduced to what love addiction was. And this book, actually the woman that created the Meadows is Pia Melody. And this book was in the bookstore and I was reading it and same thing, just highlighting all over the place and was like, and I felt like, you know, those self-help books where you feel like the person is writing about your life. I felt like she was spying on me. (laughs) I mean, I have no idea what this says, but there's, it's highlighted and starred. She says the most conscious fear is the fear of being left. Love addicts will tolerate almost anything to avoid being left. The fear of which comes from the sort of childhood experiences described later in this chapter. Yeah. That was me. I was, I, I always describe it as I would have rather been in a terrible relationship than no relationship. That's how afraid I was of being alone and of, of being abandoned. So this book really, really spoke to me and absolutely changed the way that I love. Not just this book alone, but therapy and, and other and other work as well. So I recommend that one. I'm sure that your self-help list is growing as you're listening to this. And just gonna whip through some that I don't actually have here with me, I didn't pull from my bookshelf, but are in the show notes. Again, all of Brene's books, um, a book called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. Super interesting. And The Five Love Languages. It's an old favorite. Um, it's Secrets to, to Love That Lasts. And let's see, I already talked about those two. Getting the Love You Want by Harv Hendricks. I've recommended that one on the podcast before. That link is in the show notes. There's also... Uh, that one is is for people in relationships because there's also a workbook involved that you do with your partner. Uh, he also wrote Keeping the Love You Find is uh, better for people who are single and looking for a healthy relationship and to become healthier in their own behaviors. Perfect Girl Starving Daughters by Courtney E. Martin. That one, um, the subtitle is How the Quest for Perfection is Harming Young Women. And that book really opened my eyes just to culturally where perfection where perfectionism comes from and how it also relates to body image. So I just found that that book really enlightening and eye-opening, not necessarily a self-help book for working through stuff, but will aid in your self-awareness around some cultural messaging that most of us grew up uh, finding really resonates, okay? And then the last book, and this is a book that I have on both audio and a hard copy of, and she's been on the podcast twice, is Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I have been working on my own money story over the last, probably since about 2015 is when I really started to dive in and look at my money stories and where I was really kind of sabotaging myself. And you, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I have struggled with upper limit stuff and it was contributing to money stuff. So fascinating. And so the thing is, just a quick disclaimer, it is about the law of attraction, which 
I honestly feel like the law of attraction is just riddled with privilege. So that's another topic for another podcast episode. But I think there's some really great nuggets in here. And I like to listen to it on audio. And plus, Jen is such a great storyteller. And she, her examples that she gives are funny and poignant, and she's just a really incredible writer and just a great human being. So You Are a Baddest at Making Money, great book if you're ready to work on your money story. And really the last thing I'm going to kind of wrap up with are documentaries. I wish that I have watched more lately, and this summer I really want to to watch more documentaries, but three that have really impacted me a lot. Their links are in the show notes uh, over to YouTube. I think you can watch them on YouTube for $3.99 or something like that. Or if they're they're on Netflix, I'm not I'm not sure if they are. But two of them actually by the same um woman, um Jennifer, I'm totally not remembering her name. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Something with an S is her is her last name. And she produced both misrepresentation. The documentary called Misrepresentation. That's two words. And the mask you live in. I invite you to watch those with your children. I looked at, there's that website that where if you look up, like last weekend, I looked up, is Jurassic, is the movie Jurassic Park appropriate for my 10-year-old? And it's a really great website that tells you, you know, like here are the scary parts and here's what happens and here are the sexy parts and here's how nude people get. It's commonsensemedia.org. And it's a great website that tells you, it's it's cool because it breaks down like, okay, parents think it's a 13 plus movie. Kids say it's a 12 plus movie. Common sense media says it's a 12 plus movie. So it just, it's, it helps you discern whether something is appropriate for your kids or not. Cause isn't it kind of the worst to be watching a movie? We did this once and then you're already in and then you realize how completely inappropriate it is for kids. Oh my God. My husband and I were in the car and we were listening to Rage Against the Machine and, and my husband turns to me and he's like, do you think we should, do you think we should shut this song off? And so I paused it and I told my son and I'm like, this song is a political protest song. We talk about politics with my 10 year old and it, 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 my daughter was on in the car and, and he's like, what are they protesting about? And I was talking to him like, well, they're protesting about police brutality. And, and, and I said, at the end of the song, there's, they're going to say the F word kind of over and over again. It's just part of the song is part of the protest. And Personally, I think that's okay for my son to hear. He's going to hear it anyway at school. He already hears it. I kind of, I don't mind him hearing it. You know, people expressing themselves in this way, artists. Anyway, don't need to explain myself. So we continue with the song and, and (laughs) you know, they're singing their, their battle cry. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. And my husband turns to me and he goes, I kind of never realized how many times they said it in this song. My son's in the backseat, just like looking out the window. And I said to my husband, and I'm like, yeah, you don't notice these things until you have kids. Like I was listening to the Beastie Boys, like all excited to introduce my my kids to this band that I grew up with. I don't remember it being that like offensive. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, side tangent there. But those two documentaries, I highly recommend watching with your kids. I would say 12 or 13 or older. And also the documentary 13th. It is such an important film. Uh, Common Sense Media says 16 is an, is an appropriate age for that documentary. That was a lot. That was a lot of stuff I just threw all at you. I, I probably could have done, like broken that into different 
parts for um, for an episode. But let me know what you guys think of it. Would, do you want me to do, I probably wouldn't do this very often, maybe like once or twice a year, tell you like maybe around the holidays, some things that I, some gifts that I love to buy for people in different price ranges. I'm happy to do that. Cute little gifty things that, or, you know, even like different charities to give to if you would rather do that for gifts. Anyway, let me know what you think. I am happy to do it. And it's just been fun doing this. And and as I always say, I am so incredibly grateful that you are here. I know how valuable your time is. And I really, really just am so honored that you spend your time with me. So thank you so very much. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.